Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Wednesday, June 15th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. We've been hearing a lot lately about the Defense Production Act, so I thought it was worth a moment's time to take a look at it and to see its recent application and then to understand why in the world it's even being applied at this point in time. The Defense Production Act, it is federal law that was enacted in 1950, I believe, and it was in response to the start of the Korean War. It was Harry Truman, President Truman at the time, and it had three parts. It still has three parts. The first part authorizes the president to require businesses to accept and to prioritize contracts for materials that are deemed necessary for national defense. And that makes sense because it was, in fact, the Korean War that the National um, Defense Production Act was utilized for. We were in a time of war, and it was necessary to organize and to direct manufacturing. There was a penalty that any person who performed any act that was not allowed or who willfully failed to perform any act that was required by the Defense Production Act could be charged with a felony and they could have been imprisoned for, I think, up to a year and a $10,000 fine or both. The second part of the act authorizes the president to establish mechanisms like regulations or orders or even agencies to allocate materials and services to promote the national defense, again, because we were in an act of war. And third, it authorizes the president to control the civilian economy so that scarce or critical materials that are necessary for the national defense are available for defense needs. You'll notice that in every one of the three parts, it's in the context of national defense. And that, of course, was applicable at the time of the Korean War. Now, it isn't that presidents since Truman have never used the Defense Production Act. Subsequent presidents did, in fact, use the Defense Production Act for critical things that were necessary at the time. But it was used sparingly, and again, it was for emergencies. However, President Biden, beginning in January of 2021, two weeks, I'm sorry, the second day actually, after he took office, he implemented the Defense Production Act to increase production of supplies that were related to the pandemic, such as protective equipment. Then on March 2nd of 2021, he implemented the Defense Production Act to supply equipment to Merck to their facilities so that they could manufacture Johnson & Johnson vaccines. Then in September of 2021, President Biden implemented the Defense Production Act to supply fire hoses, which were needed because of the unusually high occurrence of dangerous wildfires out west. 
Then in May of 2022, President Biden, in response to the infant formula shortage, has required under, yes, you guessed it, the Defense Production Act, that they manufacture and prioritize fulfilling orders of formula, the ingredients for formula, to key suppliers before they fulfill other orders. In addition, the United States Department of Health and Human Services and the United States Department of Agriculture have also been authorized to use, yes, the Defense Production Act to allow the Department of Defense aircraft to import formula to the United States from overseas as long as that formula meets U.S. health and safety standards. Then in March of 2022, I think I just went out of order because I think I said May 1st, but in March of 2022, the president, our President Biden, implemented the Defense Production Act to increase the production of minerals necessary for the clean energy transmission transition rather that he is so hot for in the United States. Then on June 6th of 2022, the president implemented the Defense Production Act to accelerate domestic production of green energy technology. We're only at June 16th. That was the latest one, June 6th. So wait, we're only at June 16th. Before the end of the week, the president could enact the Defense Production Act. Because today, a Democratic congresswoman suggested that the president use the Defense Production Act for the tampon shortage. And yesterday, President Biden sent a letter to major oil companies threatening to use executive power. And who knows what that means, because it probably means the Defense Production Act to force them to increase oil production. So this is rule by autocracy. It is a violation of the separation of powers as implemented by the U.S. Constitution. The three branches of government are set up exactly as they are as balances, as checks and balances to one another's abuse of power. And yet this administration has run amok, has run absolutely crazy with executive power in most cases in violation of the Constitution. Now, the good news is, potentially, that one of the cases, or actually I think there's two of them before the Supreme Court in this term, which will come down in the next couple of weeks as the Supreme Court ends its term, one of those cases, or two of them, has to do with the chilling effect that the overreach by this administration has had in their efforts to power grab and encroach on private industry by way of federal agencies. One of those cases specifically deals with the EPA. Both of them may, in fact, I'm not sure. And the case addresses whether a sweeping interpretation of EPA authority goes beyond the power granted it by Congress. When I think about everything I just said, when I think about the running amok by this administration, the overreach by this administration, the violation of the Constitution by this administration. What comes to mind is when someone causes you a problem and then they're the ones who show up miraculously and tell you they have the fix, there's something very wrong with that scenario. 
you know, the energy crisis, the supply chain, the fuel costs, the shortages, the immigration, the inflation, all of these have been caused by this administration, not by Vladimir Putin. We had problems before Putin ever invaded Ukraine, problems in every one of these areas before Putin invaded Ukraine. They're not caused by Donald Trump. They're not caused by the Republicans, although to some extent the Republicans are complicit because they don't have the backbone to stand up and to hold the line against the Democrats when they in fact have that power to do so, but they keep voting with them, at least enough rhinos keep voting with them, or supposed Republicans like the Republican minority leader Mitch McConnell, they fail to do their job in holding this administration at bay. When all of those things have happened on Biden's watch, and here he comes with the solution. And what is the solution? The solution is, I'm a dictator. I don't have to abide by the Constitution. I don't have to follow legal precedent. I can, by executive order or the Defense Production Act or any other administrative or executive power that I can muster, I can solve your problem. Just trust me. Well, I find it really hard to trust someone who caused me the problem. It reminds me of China and the masks. COVID came out of China. They knew and they didn't tell the world. And there's so much about that whole scenario that we still don't know because it's under lock and key. But the one thing we do know is that the masks that were needed all over this country day in and day out, everywhere you went. Those masks were made in China. There were very few that were made in the United States. Most, I would guess, 90-some percent of the masks were made in China. So China got rich off of providing masks to resolve a problem that they had caused. And if you think that through, they got rich off of something that had no value because those masks didn't do a darn thing. It is the science that Fauci's always talking about. By the way, he has COVID as of today. My heart bleeds. That those masks scientifically had absolutely no effect on preventing either spreading or getting COVID. The only mask that had any semblance of effect was an N95. And most people did not wear N95s. They wore either fabric that they were homegrown or they wore the mask that came from China. There are still people out there wearing those masks that have absolutely no benefit. But China got rich. They caused the problem. They provided a fake solution. And everybody followed the science. Those are air quotes around it this time because it was hardly science. So I'm very skeptical of any of the solutions that this administration has proposed. But more importantly, I'm worse than skeptical. I am deeply concerned about the abuse of power. And again, it didn't start with Biden. But this is what happens when you go down a slippery slope. Probably goes back to Clinton and then Bush and then Trump, every Obama, I left him out. Oh my gosh, the master of the executive order. Obama really kicked it into gear. Trump did as well. When you go down that slope, you know, if someone has extraordinary power and they are 
an ethical person and they use it in a specific instance, well, then hopefully the outcome is for the highest good. But when every subsequent administration has expanded the use of executive power and the overreach by the federal government through the federal agencies into the private sector where they don't belong, when that has happened in every successive administration, what you eventually do is water down the Constitution to where it has no meaning. And it was, in fact, the inevitable outcome. I mean, I go all the way back to the Patriot Act after 9-11. If you remember, it was supposed to be short-lived and have a termination. And it's what began spying on U.S. citizens by our own security agencies, by the FBI and the CIA and Homeland Security. Well, the, the Patriot Act never went away. It's still in force and effect. Because once you give people power, they're very reluctant to let it go. And with each successive person, who walks into that office and sees the power that's at their fingertips and doesn't have patience. And I would argue that when you're 80 years old or however, what is he, 70, I don't even know. He's in, he's late 70s, Biden. When you're old and you're impatient (laughs) and you're short-tempered and you're power hungry and you've been in government all your life and know nothing about the private sector, then that overreach seems like an entitlement. And that's what I think he thinks it is. I think he thinks it's an entitlement. You know, lately when he speaks, there's an anger, almost a rage in his voice and an arrogance of, I'm sick of this and don't tell me that. And he reminds me of a caricature of someone who, when they were younger, was pretty authoritarian. But now that they're older and their faculties are falling, the mask is off. And this is what happens to all of us as we age. You know, when we're younger, we have the capability to, for lack of a better word, suppress or mask our negative tendencies. But if you've ever been around anyone who has a strong personality, you see that as they age, and particularly as they move into things like dementia or Alzheimer's or any diminished mental capacity, they become exaggerations of their former selves and those negative qualities and characteristics that used to be effectively hidden are front and center. And that's what we see in Joe Biden. We see an arrogance and a power-hungry grab and an attitude that you need to listen to me because I know what's best for you. Well, I go back to what I said earlier. When you cause me a problem, I'm not interested in your solution. You're my problem. The reason he and others have been able to get away with this is because we as individuals, we as a collective population, have abdicated our own personal power. And I've always said that if you're willing to abdicate your personal power, there's always going to be someone standing nearby who's ready, willing, and more than able to pick up your share of power and use it for their own purposes. We're guilty of that. We're responsible for that. We've abdicated personal responsibility and personal power because we've gotten lazy and we've gotten prosperous as a nation and we stopped caring about what made us prosperous and how we became the great nation that we are. 
We decided that we didn't need to learn about history or from history, and it was okay if the schools stopped teaching it, and it was okay if we didn't know the basics of what a constitutional republic was like, how it was constituted, how it operates, and the benefits that flow therefrom. Each one of us is responsible for where we are now. That's the bad news. The good news is that each of us can be responsible for how we get out of where we are. I talk about that in every single podcast because if I'm certain of nothing else, I'm certain of this. We are divinely created, free-willed beings that have within each one of us all the knowledge, all the wisdom, and all the power we need to live lives of integrity, to live lives of morality, to live lives that are ethically grounded, but we need to take responsibility for what all of that means. It isn't easy, but it's a birthright. If we want to be lazy and we want to be taken care of and we want to not have to think too hard or work too hard, then there's someone standing very nearby willing to pick up every one of those banners and run with them, not in your best interest, not in my best interest, but in their own best interest. We're watching it happen on a national level. The cure will not come top down. The cure has to come bottom up. And every single one of us is here to play a role. You were born now. You were born now for a reason. You were born now with a purpose. You were born now with all the tools you need to live that purpose. This is the battle of our time. This taking back of personal responsibility, what it means, what it offers, and what its abdication portends. I'm Carol Gold. Thank you for listening. I'll be back here again on Friday. And until I am, by all means, please think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's Carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.